1: More than once, actually. Do I
2: have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
0: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void reprohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Sometimes you just want some hot matzo ball soup. If that is true, then Smallman Street Deli is where you need to go if you live or are visiting Pittsburgh. You also do not want to miss out on the homemade corned beef sandwich with a side order of french fries. Visit Smallman Street Deli at 2840 Smallman Street in downtown Pittsburgh and at 1912 Murray Avenue in the heart of Swarrow Hill. Mention Medic to Medic podcast and receive $1 off any sandwich order. Now it's time for another episode of Medic to Medic podcast.
0: for Emergency transport to, from to the city to Sinai. Attention, all listeners on this frequency, stand by for an important announcement. Welcome to Medic to Medic podcast, the weekly podcast for EMS providers, EMS leaders, EMS medical directors and others involved in, or those who have an interest in emergency medical services. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Steve Cohen.
1: From the Cary Area EMS studios, I'm joined by paramedic Jamie Reddick, who's been a full-time employee with Cary Area EMS since October of 13. So Jamie, welcome to Medic to Medic podcast. Thank you. So tell us about yourself.
2: I am married. I've been married to my husband for 10 years. We have a 7-year-old son. Um, I've been a paramedic now for just over 3 years. And I absolutely love every minute of it. Before that, I was in law enforcement. Did that for 7 years. And I also loved that. Uh, I have a degree in criminology. That I got from uh, Florida Southern College. I have lived many different places.
1: Okay, so let's start. Where were you born?
2: I was born in Niagara Falls, New York. I uh, didn't live there very long, um, but I have lived in New York, Iowa, Minnesota, Ohio, New Jersey, back to Ohio. Then I was an exchange student to Sweden. Uh, I came Back from Sweden, started college in Florida, lived in Alaska, back to Florida, Colorado, and now North Carolina.
1: So it was like uh, growing up and moving to all these different places. I mean, Sweden—you were exchange student, living in Alaska, living in Iowa.
2: I I loved moving around. I've got friends all over the world. Um, I got to learn that. There are people just like us everywhere. Um, And it made me realize that I can fit in no matter where I am. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have three brothers. They didn't enjoy it so much.
1: When you say that you can fit in, how do you fit
2: in? Um, You can always find people who have similar interests, have similar likes, Um, you can always find some sort of common ground with people.
1: So you went to school in Florida, graduated with a BS in criminology. Yes. So you were heading toward a law enforcement career.
2: Uh, Eventually. Eventually. That's not how I started.
1: So how did you start?
2: I actually started uh, as a pre-med major until my roommate in college asked me to take an elective course with her. Uh, It was taught by the colonel of the sheriff's office down there. And instead of writing his two 10-page papers and taking his midterm and his final, he wanted two people to do at least one ride along a week um, and write a paper at the end of the semester. Kelly and I looked at each other and went, we can do that. Uh, so I started doing ride-alongs with the sheriff's office down there and absolutely fell in love with it, and there went my pre-med degree, (laughs) and I went for a criminology degree.
1: So tell us about that first ride-along.
2: It was quite eye-opening. It was a very bad day at the sheriff's office. They had a deputy commit suicide right outside the substation that I was riding at, um, so it was a very, very somber day, um... I rode with a female deputy, um, and I very vividly remember asking her how she dealt with everything that she had to deal with. Um, and she said that a lot of times that's why uh, police officers get a bad rap. She said, you know, we joke around a lot. Um, you know, we we joke and laugh with each other. She goes, you know, when... Um, you, you try to make as much light of a situation as you can, she said, except when it comes to kids. When it comes to kids, you sit on the curb, you cry, you pick yourself up, and you move on.
1: And how did that first paper go for you?
2: So he was implementing a new thing called community-oriented policing, which is now all over the United States. And um, I honestly don't remember much about the paper other than it went well. <laughs> So you it, probably got an A? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I I was a pretty good student, so I usually got mostly A's.
1: Right, so now you graduate, you're going law enforcement. Yes. So what attracted you to law enforcement besides the riding long for that semester?
2: Well, I think to be in any sort of public safety, you have to have that desire to help people along with kind of that adrenaline junkie. Um, and that, it kind of, Mixed those two. Um, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed every second. I got to, no two days were alike. Every second was something new. Um, I could make anything of my day that I wanted to. Um, I could steer it almost in any direction that I wanted to steer it in.
1: Were there any barriers when you started the academy?
2: No, the academy went very well. Even though it was now going on eighteen years ago, um, there were still some people who didn't think that women belonged in law enforcement. So I had to, you know, prove myself. But a lot of times, quote unquote, rookies have to prove themselves, anyways.
1: All right. So tell us about those first few days as a rookie uh, in the sheriff's department. And what sheriff's department was it? In what uh, county?
2: It was Polk County Sheriff's Office. In Polk County, Florida. It's halfway between Tampa and Orlando. Very large county, Um, very rural county. Um, It was intimidating. Um, Why? All of a sudden, you have all of this power. Um, You have to make split second decisions. Uh, You get Monday morning quarterbacked um, with very little knowledge. Uh, and you have you realize that for the rest of your career, every decision that you make is going to be reanalyzed, criticized, and all of a sudden, once you walk through that doors as you, on your first day, you're like, "Oh, this this is real." <laughs> um, but I had my very first FTO um, was another female, um, and she took me under her wing and she kind of became a second mother to me down in Florida and she made me grow. We'll
1: talk about some of the calls, the good, bad.
2: We had a lot of uh, methamphetamine in Polk County because it's very rural. We had a lot of orange grubs, so it was very easy to hide meth labs. Um, so we, we would get a lot of drug calls. There were a lot of highways um, so we would get a lot of very bad traffic accidents, um, where, uh, cars would go under semis, people would get decapitated and, and, uh, instantly die. One that really sticks out, uh, I was right around the corner from one of the fire departments, um, and a stabbing came out. I was 200 feet from it, uh, First on scene, uh, fire department. So it was right behind the fire department. Fire department's also getting there and they're telling me, Jamie, 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 I need you to come on. Um, and, uh, son, 18 year old son had taped a butcher knife to a broomstick handle and stabbed his father through his heart. Um, And I'm holding his father in my arms as he's taking his last breath. And never thought I would be in that part of it where, you know, I might have to try and render first aid. Um, But that was also the very first time I ever had to do CPR um, was as a police officer. And nobody ever tells you when you're getting your CPR training that you're going to be breaking ribs. That was also an eye-opener. Um,
1: you hear that cracking underneath your... Yes. feel your hand for the first time,
2: huh? My, my partner and I had stopped to help somebody who had gone off the side of the road, and um, he was... Uh, we had the little bag valve masks, so he was doing that, and I was doing compressions, and I'm looking at him going, am I doing something wrong because I didn't know that I would be breaking ribs um unfortunately he had a PE and did not survive but a lot of them were were drugs We had lots and lots of drugs
1: and in saying Polk County was so big your response time to certain incidents probably were long so and you were by yourself
2: yes we're in a patrol car by ourselves um So the county was divided up then into four sections. It's since been divided up into five, um, but divided up into four sections. And then you had uh, deputies assigned to different areas of each section. Um, So it it wasn't quite as long. Um, But then you had some specialty units that covered... Half the county or more. Um, one night I was, when I was a canine handler, uh, I had the entire county. So I had to go from one corner of the county to the entire other quarter of the county, and that can take you well over an hour.
1: Talk about your first arrest.
2: Oh, um, it was probably my third day, um, and I was scared to death because I thought I was going to do something wrong. <laughs> Um, but it was a it was a felony arrest for for grand theft um and I just remember being very proud that I did everything correct. um but what was even more memorable was my first day on my own um being released was Christmas day. My very first call was an armed disturbance in a very bad part of town. Um, and I ended up having to take the entire family from the kids to the parents, to the grandparents, to jail for beating each other with baseball bats. And it took me the better part of the entire 12 hour shift to get all the paperwork done.
1: So have you always loved medicine?
2: I have. Um, from the time that I can remember, um, I had wanted to be a doctor Um, as a lot of little kids do, um, the summer between my, it was my junior and senior year of high school. I actually spent, I think it was two weeks in Boston going to medical conferences. So it's kind of come full circle.
1: What attracted you to medicine?
2: Kind of the same thing that attracted me to law enforcement, still getting to help people But the adrenaline at the same time.
1: How'd you meet your husband?
2: At the sheriff's office. I was the canine on his shift. (laughs) Um, And very quickly after we started dating, I made him, or we decided that he needed to move shifts because I did not like hearing him get into foot chases and all of that on the radio. It was, uh, yeah, no. (laughs)
1: How do you end up in North Carolina?
2: So it was several years before my husband and I moved here. My parents moved to Wake County. And we kept coming up to visit a couple of times a year. And Chris, my husband, kept going, This is really nice. You know, it wouldn't be a bad place to live. And our house in Florida was already up for sale. And one day I looked at him and I said, We're going to North Carolina. <laughs> and since the house was already up for sale, we he got hired on with Cary Police Department, and I came up here without a job in the hopes that I would find something.
1: Why not go back into law enforcement when you moved here?
2: When we moved up here, uh, we had not started a family yet, and we wanted to. Um, and having trained people down in Florida, I knew the time and the expense that it took to train new law enforcement officials and I did not want to say go to a new agency and have them spend all that time and money and in a couple months go bye I'm pregnant and I'll see you in a year because as soon as you're pregnant in law enforcement you get taken off the road Um, so I going to a brand new agency that just it was not in the cards
1: To go to Wake Tech to become an EMT, how did that all come about?
2: Um, When we first moved up here, I had a very difficult time finding a job, which I was not expecting. I had a four-year degree. I'd been a professional for many years. But all most people had seen was that I had toted a badge and a gun for seven years. Uh, So I had to talk my way into several interviews. But I was not happy doing anything that I was doing. So I had to find something that would make me happy again. Uh, So we had kind of talked about me going to nursing school. Um, But until we could actually think that we were safe with me quitting my job um, and going to school full time, we decided, let's take an EMT course, see if that's something that I might actually like, before we did the head-on committal. Um, within my first class, I was hooked. I said, this is it. This is for me. And uh, no, we're not doing nursing school. We're, we're going the EMS route.
1: Was there something in particular in the class that just said, hit that spark for you?
2: A lot of it, I think, was my instructor's passion. Um, I kind of saw a little bit of myself in her. Uh, and I could just see that I would have as much fun and with it being as rewarding as my previous career. And that's what I needed.
1: Finish EMT school, become a North Carolina state EMT. Did you do any clinical time on an ambulance while you were in the EMT school?
2: I did not.
1: Oh, Interesting. <laughs>
2: The very first time I stepped foot on an ambulance, other than being in law enforcement or being a patient, was doing my paramedic clinical.
1: We've talked about this uh, quite a bit off the air with different people about going from EMT to paramedic school without any having any experience. You are proof that it does work. Because it can. It can. Yes, and give yourself credit, because (laughs) it did work. It did. Because you actually didn't go to the traditional two-year in-class paramedic program. I did not. So tell us about how you decided to go to Lenore, which is an online uh, paramedic program.
2: So um, I talked to my EMT instructor. Halfway through my EMT class, I got laid off from my job. What Um, were you doing? I was working at my son's daycare. Um, And so halfway through, I got laid off. So I had talked to her ago and asked her, should I go straight through? Should I not? And she suggested to me that since you already are not working, to continue and go straight through. So I was asking, okay, well, I've already got my four-year degree. I really didn't want to go back to Wake Tech and do the two-year program. Because, unfortunately, I had take, taken um, a lot of my Englishes and Maths so long ago that they didn't count them. So You know,
1: that's just the ruse, that, so you can pay more money, right?
2: Exactly. I was looking at Con Ed paramedic courses, um, and on her advice, um, decided to try the, the Lenore hybrid program. Because it's not 100% online, but mostly.
1: Tell us about your experience.
2: It's extremely difficult. Um, Having never worked in EMS before, um, it's extremely fast-paced. You have to be very, very dedicated to do all the studying on your own. Um, You have to find people to answer your questions. Um, and luckily, uh, the, the people here at, at Carrie were more than gracious enough to, if I had questions, they gave me phone numbers and said, call me during your class if you have any questions, which I took advantage of. <laughs> so it, it, it was preceptors that helped me get through
1: Talk about your first day on the truck for your clinical.
2: Christian Heinrich uh, was the medic. Um, I showed up at the wrong station uh, because I did not realize that there was more than one station. So I I show up here at 560 at the main station. And uh, Christian was acting as a paramedic and not a division chief that day. Um, but his student didn't show up. So he said, just stay on my truck. And he told me that I scared the ever living crap out of him because I had never been on an ambulance before. Um, but at the end of the day, he said, come on back anytime because you weren't nearly as bad as I was expecting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, talk about that first call or Um, second call or whatever call you can remember on that first day.
2: I just, I remember being overwhelmed. Um, I don't really remember any specific call. I remember going, oh, uh, not anything not being what I expected. Um, People calling 911 for things that I wouldn't expect them to call. Um, EMS doing things that I wouldn't expect them to do. That's what I remember about that first day. Example. Uh, well, now, I mean, we, we get the, the calls for, I have a toothache. I've stubbed my toe. Um, and, and I never would have guessed, um, having done the law enforcement that EMS would get called for that. Um, but a lot of times we're their only link to any sort of medical care. Um, so now having been in it, I understand a whole lot more than I did that very first day.
1: As you progressed through Lenore and doing your clinicals, you knew you were in the right field. Yes. Why?
2: Because I never got tired of it. And I, I always wanted to come to work. I always wanted to go to my clinicals. There was never one day and I had a drive to do it. Um, It took me several hours to get to Lenore Community College. It took me a while to get to all my clinical sites. And never once did I moan about, oh, I have this long drive. I always look forward to it. It didn't matter how long the day ended up being. I always wanted to do it.
1: What advice would you give somebody that's thinking about going to paramedic school and doing the track that you uh, traveled?
2: Usually my advice is don't do it. Um, Why? Because I think you become a better paramedic when you've got a good EMT foundation. Uh, It took me a long time to get that basic foundation. Then I had to build the the paramedic skills. Once you got the foundation, then you can go up. Um, I think it's a lot easier for people and they become a better paramedic. Once you have that foundation, it can obviously it can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also had a lot of previous life experience um, that a lot of younger people don't have.
1: Right, you had the law enforcement side, plus in that law enforcement, you had medical emergencies that you had to handle.
2: Yes, and a lot of scene awareness, and just a lot of public safety knowledge.
1: In my day, you had to be an EMT for six months on an ambulance before we could go to paramedic class.
2: I don't think that's a bad idea, I quite was quite honest.
1: I thought it was a great idea. I also went six months to become a paramedic. That's it, six months. And now, you know, we're going two years, there's four-year degrees, there's thousands, thousands of hours of clinical. How many, how many hours of clinical did you do? Do you remember?
2: Um. We were required to do 500. I did 560.
1: What did you like the most about your clinicals besides the
2: preceptor? Getting to watch the way people interact. Um, Getting to see the compassion that, no matter if it was the hospital side or the EMS side, getting to watch the compassion that the providers gave their patients.
1: So why do you want to come to work at Care Area EMS?
2: It's going to be the same thing that I gave in the interview. This feels like home. Yeah. That's why. From from the first clinical, it felt like home.
1: Yeah, and a lot of the people that you worked with said I would be stupid if I didn't hire you.
2: Yay! <laughs>
1: so, at least I, was, I listened to their advice and we did hire you. Yes, you in did. October of uh, 2013. Yep. Talk about that experience about being hired you know you you become a state certified paramedic in north carolina you get hired now you come to carry area mess now you did a lot of your clinicals here so you i did you pretty much knew the truck you knew the people which helped but then you you know have to go through the training process to become a wake county released paramedic in our system
2: that that was a long process. And a lot of it was, as you of I and I have talked off the air, was a lot of me being comfortable in my own skin, um, getting that self-confidence. Um, it, it was it was a very good learning experience, though.
1: How did you feel when you went to release for practice and said, yep, you're ready to uh, go out there and be a Wake County EMS system paramedic?
2: So... Mike Prevatt went to my release to practice with me, and we are sitting in front of Dr. Myers, and of course, you know, it's extremely intimidating, and Dr. Myers asks how long I have been in EMS, not very long, asks me where I get my, got my paramedic degree, and I tell him, and he kind of looks at me and cocks his head, goes, how did you end up at Carrie? <laughs> He was a little surprised that I had no experience, um, and everybody kind of laughed. Um, but it was not nearly as intimidating as I thought it was going to be, because I knew everything. I was very well prepared, and it, we make it harder on ourselves.
1: Because everybody from when you start the uh, application process to being hired— to being released as a paramedic, we want you to succeed. Yes. And that's important to us because we're investing in you mm-hmm. to make it to that level. And we want to do everything we can to help you do that. And I think that if the system does that. I know, you know, I can only speak for Carrie. We do that. Before yes. you go to sit in front of the medical director, we make sure you're prepared. Yes. What was it like on your first shift as a released paramedic?
2: I remember driving to work going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm by myself. (laughs) Um, And then that first week went by, and I survived. And the first month went by, and I survived. Um, And now it's been two plus years, and I'm still surviving. And I'm getting to the point where... Okay, throw it at me. I I can
1: handle it. I saw you from when you were on your clinicals until you were precepting, and when you were released into now where you are today. And I know I've commented to you. I remember the one respiratory call that we were on? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was you, me, and Leah.
2: Yep.
1: In the fire department, and I just saw your command presence, making sure the patients take care, talking about the the treatment for the patient and just moving things left and right it was like unbelievable and i was so proud thank you Um, so what's the next step for you
2: um (laughs) i know what you're looking for um continue to i want to continue to learn uh, and and grow as a paramedic someday i will become an fto someday someday
1: Might be sooner than, <laughs> sooner
2: than I think, huh? Yeah, I
1: think so. What is your favorite thing about being a paramedic?
2: That I get to make somebody's worst day a little bit better.
1: Make a difference? Yeah. yeah. Even though, you know, one thing that we do here on a regular basis that stubbed toe, but if the family needs something or that patient needs something, we do it. Yes. We've made breakfast. We've uh, walked the dog. We take care of the groceries. I mean, it's it's full service.
2: It's the little things that really make a difference to somebody who's having a really bad day.
1: What do you think EMS could do in the future?
2: More more, More of the little things. Like what? More of the making somebody their breakfast more of the making sure the rest of the family is okay we we do great at making sure the patient's okay but sometimes that patient's wife needs some care too and and not necessarily medical care emotional support what can are you okay can I help you what what do you need
1: do you miss law enforcement
2: oh there are definitely days when I do I can't see myself doing that now but I couldn't see myself doing this back then.
1: With all your experience and knowledge, and now almost three years of being a paramedic released, do mm-hmm. you consider about maybe becoming an EMT instructor?
2: Oh, I had never thought of that. Something mm-hmm.
1: new. Right, something to think about. My objective for you is to become an FTO, and then we can talk about EMT instructors. <laughs> Jamie, I want to thank you for joining me on my podcast. I really appreciate your time.
2: Thank you.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.